Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show uh, podcast. I'm just going to come out straight out and say I've got an ailment. Whilst this show's on, even though I heroically carried on, you may not have even noticed, I've done me back in. Uh, I can visibly see that you have because you are, I would say, uh, leaning seven degrees to your left. Seven degrees bent over. Yeah, seven degrees bent. I just walked into town, thank you very much. That's the name of my debut, uh, debut novel. Uh, I've been walking around town like, uh, what's the lady in Acorn Antiques that's played by... Oh! <laughs> this is like me and my, my, yeah. my mum and my dad watching telly. They can't remember anyone's names. Uh, uh, Julie Walters' character. Yes. Mrs... Oh, oh. I have to Google. I'm so sorry. You get to a certain age. You get to a certain age. You can't remember anyone's name off the top. And this is all because you've got a bad back. It gets yeah. even worse. Julie Waters, Acorn Antiques. I've typed in Acorn. Hang on, Acorn <laughs> Antiques. Uh, here we go. Mrs. Antiques was a parodic soap written by Victoria Wood. Wait I'm for really it. Be worth it. Sorry, cast. Julie Walters, Mrs. Overall. Mrs. Overall. <laughs> it was there right in front of us the whole time. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, it's the podcast. So, always a little treat when you see a celebrity very much out of context of what they would normally do. Uh, yesterday afternoon, midway through uh, the show, uh, I got a, a photo sent to me by my teenage daughter saying, Dad... Do you think these are the referees uh, for the Bournemouth-Brentford playoff semi-final match? What a celebrity spot. What a celebrity <laughs> spot. She, she was sat in, uh, in a costa on the outskirts of Bournemouth and sent me this picture. And it was uh, a group of gentlemen in uh, black tracksuits with a little EA Sport motif on the back of the tracksuit. And I thought... Do you know what? I think she's actually identified these spot on. And I went back and I said, I, I think you're probably right there. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you can see? She came back and said, well, one of them's just driven off in a Tesla. Ooh. I mean, if anyone thinks the modern day game has gone, referees are driving Teslas these days. Have, have a little look. You follow us on Twitter at Absolute Radio. We've tweeted the little photo uh, that Caitlin, your daughter, has taken. And obviously, we've the, no faces or anything like that. It's just them sitting around having a meeting in Costa. But I, I kind of find it fascinating. They've, they've gone to Costa for a meeting. For well, like a Team meeting. Hey Bush, I, I think yeah, you know I, I mean? think this is a good thing. If you if you are a referee ahead of a very important football fixture, caffeinated is is how I want them. I want them yeah. alert. No, I think Costa's a sensible place. Fancy word. Does the head referee get the coffee gin and then maybe the other guy that one of the linesmen does all the pastries? Uh, and the one who uh, holds up the board who doesn't really do anything. He uh, should be have stuff bought for him by the others because that's <laughs> yeah. the worst job of the lot, isn't it? Absolutely. Come on. He takes the Costa points. So look, if you have seen any celebrity slightly out of context uh, and bonus points, maybe yeah. if it's ahead of an event like Caitlin did yesterday, okay? So, so maybe you're in the Marriott Hotel and ahead of Guns N' Roses playing at uh, the main stadium that night, you've seen Axel Rose on a running machine. Now, it's an unlikely hypothetical scenario, but, but it there may you go. have happened. Might that, have happened. that would be perfect. Uh, Shell says Joanne Froggart came in KFC in Nottingham uh, before the Goose Fair once. Now, she was Mrs. Bates in Downton Abbey. It's the Goose Fair that's got my attention. Oh, that's a big event in Nottingham. What is that? It's a fair about geese. <laughs> I'm not a Nottingham resident, so I don't know enough to deny or uh, approve. Because we we're giving extra points tonight. If Obviously, if you've seen a celebrity in an unusual environment, fantastic. But if they're going to something a bit later on, yeah. how do they know she was going to the Goose Fair? Do you know what I mean? Well, I imagine if the Goose Fair's on and you see a celebrity, they're only going to be going to the Goose Unless Fair. Unless you're just passing through, you got caught up in the Goose Fair. 
I mean, I remember working at a hotel in Brixham in Devon called the Berryhead Hotel. Grew up in Devon for like 15 years. Used to work there every summer. Uh, and I served Rick Parfit from the Status Quo. I served him a roast dinner. The band Status Quo were playing in Torquay. So he was using the, he was using the hotel as his kind of uh, base of operations. And he's a lovely chap, but he also asked for the radiators in his room to be turned down because they were detuning his guitars. <laughs> so there you are. Sarah's texted to say, I was sat next to Gary Lineker in the Starbucks in Cobham. Well, I didn't realise it was him at the time uh, as until he got up to leave I was just getting really annoyed that people kept staring at me until she realised <laughs> it was Gary but this is it he might be going to Starbucks to do a bit of get a bit of work done and get a bit of peace caffeine is the uh, the drink of choice before mm. uh, sport prep by the sounds of things James says I spotted James Hetfield rhythm guitar for Metallica Ooh. enjoying a cigar and a bit of sunbathe on the beach in Barcelona when they were gigging there in 2019 I'm sure James will be uh, over the moon of being classified as a rhythm guitarist <laughs> for Metallica <laughs> Uh, we've got Hannah on the line right now. What celeb did you see out of context then, Hannah? It was Eric Cantona. Eric Cantona. What wow. was he doing? Where was it? it? I was on a plane headed home from uh, Manchester to Belfast and he was just there. It's like, is that him? He looks familiar and he made a bit of big fuss of standing up to go to the toilet. <laughs> Um, it was it was only for the fact that the fellas I, 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 like I imagine I can't imagine Eric Cantona doing anything like normally or meekly he's got such gravitas no. yeah did he have his collar up the entire yeah. time he was on the flight he did and he had a flat cap on brilliant <laughs> that's how I'd want to see him um, what, what, what was he what was he flying I mean you know he's a man of the people the seagulls follow the trawler and all that kind of thing yeah. who's he flying with we were we were on easy jet there you, you go even Eric has tough times doesn't he <laughs> yep <laughs> and it was a late night flight as well, so I don't know. Are they cheaper? I think they're cheaper. Fantastic. Thanks for a little insight into the financial <laughs> affairs of Eric Cantona. Uh, just a guessing game. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. <laughs> Stu tweets to say, I saw Steve Davis sat in the window of Starbucks in Brentwood. That's another sports person having a coffee. They just go there for a bit of peace. They do. Uh, Dave says, I sold Paul Koncheski a pair of infant footy astroturfs when he was playing for West Ham. He says he wasn't 100% sure it was him until a kid asked for a photo. Dave's slightly insinuating there that Paul Koncheski wears children's shoes. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, we want your out-of-context celebrities, please. Tom, who have you seen? I saw Jake the Snake Roberts in a my local Chinese. Now, you need to clarify this. He, he was the wrestler. There was a fantastic uh, documentary about his life recently. Uh, he's a bit of a legend. I mean, he always appeared in the ring with like a, a python and all that kind of thing. Where did you see him? Yeah. He was in a local Chinese in um, Nottingham. Uh, Priory Island. He wasn't going to the Goose Fair, was he? <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> do you know if he was on his way to do anything? Was he, what was he in Nottingham no. for? Uh, well, they would had some sort of wrestling tournament, so I'm assuming he was just uh, getting some food, some so, bit of energy, so he could go and beat someone up. I was going to say, ahead of like you know some kind of WWF uh, slam fest or whatever they call them, that's not yeah, quite right, yeah, actually, is it? Yeah. Well, he has a chicken chow mein before he does uh, a, a jump off the top turnbuckle. <laughs> yeah, it's going to end in tears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't provide us with any further information, can you, Tom? I can't. That's no. fair enough. Well, That's I fair enough. I didn't. I didn't really want to uh, talk to him too much because I thought he was a bit of a troubled character. Oh, fair enough. Well, <laughs> okay. Thanks for leaving it on yeah, that note. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, mate. Helen in Devon says I served Nick Moran at the cinema in Basingstoke. I was working at at the time when Snatch was released. He had oh, yeah. nachos with extra jalapenos. Someone's doing right for themselves buying uh, cinema food. <laughs> yes. Made of money. Uh, celebrities out of context, please. After my daughter. 
spotted the uh, team of referees having a coster ahead of the playoff semi-final last night. Uh, Brad says, me and my girlfriend were leaving Cafe Nero in Macclesfield. I'd gone out first, turned around to see her holding the door open for Sol Campbell. Another sports person having a coffee. He was the manager of Macclesfield Town in brackets at the time, which goes at the end of Sol Campbell's <laughs> name when you're talking about managerial stuff. Uh, Paige, tell us who you saw. We saw Jason Mumford a good couple of years ago now. Just strolled past us casually at Bella Italia at Centre Parks. <laughs> so you're in the Centre Parks. Jason Manford strolls past you. Uh, were you in Bella Italia or was he eating in Bella Italia? We were sat down eating in Bella Italia and he'd walked past us while we were in there. Is he, gone to the, is he on his way to the pool? Has he got a towel over his shoulder or is he? what's he up to from what you were seeing? Oh, God, no. Definitely would have grabbed him for a photo up there. Um, I think he might have even been a toilet run. I'm not too sure. Oh, that's to nice. <laughs> I have to say, if <laughs> I'm going to go right, for yeah. some accessible pasta... It would be Bella Italia, and I, it shows that Jason is a man of taste. You know what you're getting, don't you, in indeed. Bella Pasta? You do indeed, yeah. But then uh, it's all the exercise on the side at Centre Park. You know, you've got to eat a good meal. So you didn't, you didn't go past him uh, like cycling or um, him doing that thing where you have like a falcon on your hand with a leather glove or anything like that later in the week. <laughs> Unfortunately not, no. It was just stuff in our faces. <laughs> oh, I would say one thing, in fairness. I wouldn't eat a Bella Italia before I then get in a pool because you're going to get a stitch. See, is that a myth? I, I mean, there was loads of 1970s yeah. government adverts late at night about whatever you do, don't have a big meal or whatever, pasta, and then get in the sea. Yeah. Gonna be, is that true? Is that real? I think it is true because, oh, of course, so. um, your, your, your stomach's going to be digesting food, right. but then you go in water <laughs> and you're then floating, so it's difficult, isn't it? You, you slightly yeah, veered off the actual... Well. It's a good point. A wave machine at swimming pool as well. I can't imagine that going down very well. You've let Richie off that very poor scientific explanation <laughs> very well. You're very forgiving, Paige. Lovely to speak to you. Yeah, you do. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, so, look, I just want to come out and say this straight away. I've discovered that I have a gift. Uh, it's something I've kept quiet for a while. Uh, I didn't want to be viewed as different. You've, you've seen the X-Men movies. I have, yeah. You get a superpower, then you feel marginalised. You end up having to live in a leafy house in the countryside with other people with similar superpowers. I didn't want that to happen. But I do feel confident enough today to step forward and to tell everyone about it, because we're one big family here on Absolute Radio, as Richie's just said. This is my gift. I can tell the best before date of a loaf of bread by squeezing it in the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> I can estimate the amount of days it's got left by squeezing it once or twice in the middle in the supermarket. That's a really handy gift because it's not always easy to find where the tag is with the best before day. Well, this is it. And also, and if you if you follow us on Twitter at Absolute Radio, have a little look. Did a bit of secret filming. What they try and do, one of the biggest kind of frauds at the moment in supermarkets, they put all the old stuff out the front. Yeah. They want you to go for that. They do. No, no, no. What you've got to do is reach around... Give it a little squeeze. Yes. Hi, if you just joined us. Uh, squeeze the bread and you'll be able to tell that that stuff at the back is fresher. But I can tell the date just by squeezing it. What a gift. It is an amazing gift. That's incredible. And I just hope that at some point in the future, maybe this like a, an alien race comes down and then the way that they want to battle us is by squeezing stuff to send... <laughs> guess what the date is? Either, like Space Jam. Either that or you want to very quickly give them some really fresh bread to appease them. Imagine that, but this is it. I'd be willing to test it. You know, if anyone wants to call me out on it, I, I will happily prove this. I, I don't know whether there are any people sitting at home thinking, wow, Bush, I've got exactly the same thing. Or you might have a gift uh, or a low-level superpower that you've been frightened to talk about up until this point. What better forum than the Hometime Show from now until six o'clock? Uh, I don't think it would take me any longer than 45 seconds to get parked in a multi-storey. Is that your gift? That's my gift. So you reckon you're going in there, it, like spiral multi-story, let's say, for yeah, example. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're definitely going to be part within 45 seconds. Very, very rarely do I have to drive down like a third aisle. 
So you'll never go more than two or three different platforms? No, 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 always, always. And what is that based on? Is that an innate thing? It's a sixth sense. I know where where not to go and where I should go. That's a fantastic gift as well. It is, yeah. Well, look, if you've got a gift as well, low-level superpower, please get in touch with this show this evening. We're trying to organise a get-together when this is all over. Tell us about it. Jason's playing his down. He tweets here, not sure if it's a gift, but I always wake up five minutes before my alarm goes off. I'd say that is a gift, Uh, particularly if there's a power cut overnight. Well, my, my dad has the same thing my dad Nigel has the same thing he always wakes up before his alarm and he he sees it more as a curse <laughs> but then again some of these great powers what did Batman say with great power no it's Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility there you go swings and roundabouts Spider-Man didn't say that that was Batman uh, Sam on Twitter says I can hear bats um, I mean that's is that <laughs> an ability is that an ability or a gift it's a bit of both. It's fantastic. I wonder what they're saying. Uh, John says, I can tell when it's going to rain and always put our outdoor cushions out five minutes before it starts. Uh, Paul says, I can smell if a cuppa has got sugar in it or not. He can oh. smell if a cup of tea's got sugar in it. He can smell sugar. That is a really, really handy one. The number of times you ask for it one way or the other and they come out and they go, I'm not sure which is which. It's an amazing thing. Uh, Eileen says, my gift is known exactly when my husband lifts his first pint in the pub after work. Granted, my gift is a bit rusty now, but it's never failed me in the past. Thank you for that. We've got Charlotte on the line. What's your gift? Um, I'm a midwife and when I'm on call, I tend to know when I'm going to get called out. Okay, so what, how, how does the feeling manifest itself? You get this kind of like spidey senses thing? Yeah, kind of. Just like a gut feeling. And when I get home, I tend to feel a little bit more anxious. And yeah, just a bit of a gut feeling, spidey sense that I'm going to get called out. And I haven't been wrong so far. Does it kind of tie in when, when you've actually got a plan? Um, well, I'm, I sensibly don't make plans when I'm on call. <laughs> Um, so do you, do you still have a do you still have a pager? Do people still page in this day and age? No, not a page, unfortunately. Just um, a very old iPhone work phone. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? And then you what? You go slide down the pole to the car and off you go. That kind of thing. I wish. No, it's a bit more boring. Or I just drag myself out of bed and get into the into the car and make my way. And, and is this for yeah. home for home birth type stuff? Is this or is this to get into the hospital? Um, uh, home births. Um, women who've given birth at home accidentally um, to um, the birth centre, our local birth centre, um, whoever needs help, really. Well, there are many, many women who I'm sure are very grateful that you have the gift that you have. <laughs> and you know what? In fact, my, my middle name, I've got a terrible middle name of Leslie, and I was named after the midwife who because I was delivered at home in Liverpool in the lounge. So, you know, Fantastic. Charlotte, there could be That's people brilliant. named after you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't want to take us too far down the wrong road right now, but I am very tempted to bring in a variety of, of loaves to test it. I'd be more than happy to, to put this to the test. Before I'm, the week is out. Are the, are the McGuirters with us anymore? The McGuirter brothers? Uh, I'm not sure either of them are now. Actually, it's a good point. Even re- regardless of that, it's not really a world record attempt, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's just I just a would gift. love them to see it. <laughs> uh, Gary says, I have a gift and a curse. My curse is cash points. I'll always find one with a queue. But oh. my gift is parking spaces, like myself. Fair play. Never fail to find one. Always let my wife know how talented I am at this. Culminating in a little place called Grassmere in the summer, there wasn't a space to be had in the whole town. She asked, where's your superpower now? As she said it. Yeah. A car, reverse lights came on, and a gentleman even came out and gave me his ticket with two hours remaining. It's like someone out of Arthur C. Clarke's World of Strange Powers. It's an unbelievable thing. We've got Sean on the line. Sean, what's your gift? I always know where the toilets are in any pub or restaurant, even if I've never been there before in my life. 
Wow, because th- this is a great gift because some of these pubs now you get in, say, the centre of London in the banking district, which are, like, huge and got loads of different levels, like your, your Fleece and Firkin type pubs, it's like a 20-minute walk to the loo, isn't it? So yes. if, you, if you've got that innate sense that you have, then you're you're directly there no mucking about. I'm on the winner. I'm actually quite <laughs> envious of you, Sean, because if you've got the gift, um, I've got whatever the reverse is of that. I am that person <laughs> that is always going, excuse me, whereabouts are the toilets? Walking into the uh, kitchen, so <laughs> yeah, they go, no, no left, I mate, do. go left. <laughs> Good gifts, Sean. <laughs> Lovely to speak to you. Cheers. Take care. Thank you to everyone who's got in touch with their gifts and superpowers. Paul tonight. says, beating the commentator to it, I will usually come out with a stat or a player fact or a subtle nuance of a game literally a second before the commentator says the same thing. Very satisfying. Jack says I can get the price of petrol to £20 in one squeeze without changing the amount of pressure applied to the pump. That's good. And Fred says, and we've had a lot of geese in, in the first couple of hours of the show tonight, he says I can do a goose call. Whenever I do it, in the park as a joke, all the geese come over to us like I'm talking to them. Our new listeners from Absolute Radio Country, it's great to have you as part of the Absolute Radio family. And we want to just let you into a little thing that we do round here in this bar on a Tuesday night. That wasn't a country thing, it was just me just talking. Every Tuesday we do this. We place the final hour of the show in the hands of fate. 100 phone-in topics that Richie and I sat opposite each other in a pub a little while back coming up with written onto the side of table tennis balls, put into a gold tombola. One pops out, we do the final hour on it. You're going to think, nah, they're messing around. Listen to this. Listen. Turn my microphone. (laughs) That's not a sound effect. It's an actual tombola. That is a real tombola. And by being part of the Absolute Radio family, you've cut yourself some of this action. Now, me demonstrating that has also uh, doubled up as the spin, so I can now... We don't waste any time, as you can see. (laughs) Go straight into it. This is a... A sharp show, as I'm sure you realise. <laughs> what number have we got? Oh, it's uh, ball number 69. Ball 69. <laughs> what about that, folks? Then, well, that's good. What is that called, actually, technically, in bingo? <laughs> I hope it's something family. I, I hope it is. <laughs> and because I don't know, I'm not going to speculate. OK, fair enough. Um, if a machine could drink, what machine would be the worst? Say that to me one more time. <laughs> if a machine could drink, what machine would be the worst? I don't understand. Like, as if it was, like, had a few lagers. Absolutely. Wow, so you think uh, Howl from 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey, but maybe something to do with a vending machine. Like I said, well, as Bush said, we came up with these topics a long while ago and we had been in the pub at the time. It made perfect sense when we'd had a couple of drinks. <laughs> so, look, if there's a machine that, if it, if it becomes sentient and being a bit naughty, what would, what would wield the most... Uh, Awful powers. Yeah, if it was a machine, what machine would you not want to be under the influence of alcohol if it could do that? OK, we're, we're going to go right the way through till 7 o'clock on this. Like I say, it wow. swings aroundabouts with this. You never know how it's <laughs> going to go. Les says, again, a printer, because they're a pain in the backside at the best of times. God help them if they were drunk. Nick is suggesting a washing machine, three pints of snake bite and black, and then put it on a 38-minute fast spin. Actually, it's not a very nice thought. Uh, Jill, what machine are you suggesting? It's a... Um... A tunnel drilling machine. A tunnel drilling machine would be a nightmare after a few drinks. Tell us why, Jill. Uh, because it could tunnel all the way up England and just collapse places on the way. Oh, my word. It's a very a good point. I, I can remember as a kid, well, not as a kid, like many years ago, <laughs> you'd see on Blue Peter those machines that were drilling the Channel Tunnel. Yes. Imagine if one of them had yes. had a few sherbets the night before. Suddenly oh. they end up in Belgium. That's the one, yeah. Go off skew slightly, because <laughs> I think you start off with a tiny little change, give that a few hundred metres, and suddenly you're talking about... Exactly. That's just how angles work, though, isn't it, Jill? It is, indeed, yes. I could chat to you about drills all night, Jill, but we've got to go. 
Chilling her drills. Thank you. Paul in South West London is going with a chainsaw. Surprise, that's taken uh, 39 minutes to come through. Uh, Someone here says, uh, Drunk Alexa. Now, that would be funny. (laughs) Just playing songs you don't really want to hear. Uh, Lynn in Paynton. uh, Traffic lights after a few gins is not really something anyone wants to uh, actually ask about. Again, it'd be like Amber for a bit. Oh, go to green, no, back to Amber. (laughs) Just mess with your mind. Uh, Tony, what would be the worst machine? Oh, some pump. What? A su- sump pump or some sump pump? Sump pump. What okay. is a sump well, pump? A pump named is cesspits. Imagine that drinking all your beer. Right. Okay. Have you ever used one of these things before? Uh, no. Because <laughs> imagine I don't want it near me. It's, it can drink alcohol. So this thing purely empties cesspits. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. <laughs> a lot of yeah. dinners being pushed away all at the same time. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. <laughs> You're welcome, cheers. A cash machine, says JP and Egham. I could see that as a movie, just like willingly giving out cash to all sorts of people. Or play with your mind by spitting the cash out and then when you go for it, it'll whip it back in again <laughs> and put it back out and go, do you want it? And then whip it back in. Uh, this one here from Lucas in Folkestone says, uh, a German sausage-making machine would be the worst. Oh, oh Clive. Let's speak to Clive. Clive, what machine couldn't handle its drink? It's Henry the Hoover, isn't it? It's got to be just scooting about on his little wheels and he's got that uh, little smirk on his face, you know, he's, he's up to no good. Under tables and the hoses just appearing over and, 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 and sort of mind-sweeping all your drinks before you know it. He's, um, Henry he, the Hoover, isn't it? he's mischievous at the best of times, isn't he, Henry the Hoover? <laughs> I, I find that our, when we had one, uh, it used to roll over if it didn't want to do anything. They just turn over sometimes, don't they? That's what they're like. They, you, they, you just know, you, you don't know what they're up to. And uh, definitely, you know, once he's uh, had a few beers, um, you know, it's just going to get worse. There has been a couple of occasions where I've had a couple of sherbets and ended up just on my back, flailing. <laughs> like a little turtle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the beginning of the podcast, do you think we've stumbled across uh, a feature, live Googling? Live Googling. So what is our, what's our um, USP on this, though? What are we saying to people that we can uh, do? To see whether we're going to get better at it. I knew it needs a bit of work. So you thinking like in terms of a service? Can you remember there used to be that thing called any, any question answered, where you could text a question if you were down the pub. Yeah. But like we we were online maybe twenty four seven. You can phone up a port cabin, it's either me or Richie. We can Google it for you there and yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, how would it work if it was a radio feature? So you'd be listening. You'd be like, oh, I want to ask this, but you're nowhere near like a, a smart speaker, so you yeah. can't shout at it. Yeah. So you've got to call the radio and ask your favourite DJs. Can you just find out what was the attendance of the FA Cup final in nineteen seventy two? Yeah. I think that'll work. Hang on. <laughs> You've got to do it within 15 seconds. It's got to be in 15 seconds, says okay. our producer, I What was the attendance? Typed it wrong. Attendance. Oh, he gets a bit speedy on the typing. Gets into himself. Final 1972. 100,000. What? Exactly 100,000. 100,000 people? Yep. 1972 FA Cup final. Uh, Leeds versus Arsenal. Arsenal lost 1 0. Wow. Oh dear, that's kind of come back on you, unfortunately, isn't it? I Do you know what? No, hang on one second. I'm going to doubt Wikipedia here, all right? 100,000, that's a really round figure. That's a lot of people in a football stadium. Yeah, as yeah, well. no, but the point is, is, it's not one less and it's not one more. It's around 100,000. Secondly, when you look further, referee, Wikipedia says, David Smith. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's as if it's as if they're just picking figures and names out. And there's me thinking you'd be more annoyed about the Arsenal result, but it's uh, it's more the. I'm even doubting that we lost the cup final. There you go. He's now even doubting history. <laughs> 